Welcome back to the World Journeys Podcast. My name is Andrew, I'm your host. Today we're speaking with Chris Goldby, a good friend of mine who's been on a number of trips around the world. I thought this was a good theme for our podcast. So I invited him onto the podcast. I uh, decided after recording the podcast that uh, it was quite a long podcast uh, and I really didn't sort of want to get into podcasts of over an hour. So I've split it into two parts, one this week and one next week. So um, today we've got uh, Around the World Travel, talking with Chris Goldby, part one. May the podcast be good. And welcome back to the World Journeys podcast. And today, welcome back. Well, to the listeners, no, okay. not to you. Okay, I haven't even introduced you yet. All right, well, you can cut all this stuff out. No worries. <coughs> today, I'm joined by Chris Golby. Welcome to the podcast, Chris. Good evening, and thank you for having me. No worries, it was a pleasure, and uh, I hope. Will you come on the podcast again and talk about similar things? Yeah, no problem. No worries, Nick. Let me know. Just a minute. Guy, oh, you thought you had me there, didn't you? I, I thought so, but, you know, I know I can't get one over on you. Um, yes, thank you for uh, inviting me on the program. No worries. I have invited Chris on the program because today's theme is round-the-world trips. And, Chris, I believe you've done at least one, if not two or three. Yeah, I've done one. You've done one. There you go. That's good enough. I've done one. Tell us about some of the um, some of the countries that you visited. Like, like, tell us what they are. I'll tell you what they are. Um, well, I, uh, I've been to the good old US of A, uh, to many parts of Western and Eastern Europe. Uh, say, for instance, Germany, Switzerland, Austria, France, Italy, Spain, Portugal, Switzerland. Algeria. Because I went there more than once. Um, Algeria? No, I haven't been to Burundi. Burundi? No. That's somewhere in Europe, isn't it? Um, it's close to it. <laughs> it's on the planet Earth. Well, there you go. It's in the same hemisphere. It's, yeah, it's, it's in, in the northern hemisphere. It's in this solar system. I'd have to have a look, actually. It's in this solar system. Somewhere around the equator. Yeah, it's, 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 it's on the planet, same planet. Or... No worries. What about Asia? Uh, Asia, yeah. I've been to uh, Thailand, uh, Vietnam. Uh, Singapore. Now, Chris and I are old farts, so um, we should probably yeah. preface this. When was your when was your, when was your around the world trip? My first one was back in nineteen ninety seven, and the sequel didn't come along for ten years later in two thousand seven. Uh, and I'll probably complete the trilogy in two thousand seventeen. Oh, I'm going to see some more countries. Well, that's that's not that far away. It's only yeah. just over twelve months away. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. So, um, so both of these times, did you actually purchase a round the world ticket? Uh, no, I didn't. I just picked a destination, say, like the first time Europe, and then just um, picked a way of getting around the country, mainly by train. Cause I don't mind train travel. Well, train travel, you can't beat train travel, can mm. you? No, no, you can't. And were you, were you basically backpacking? Yeah, basically backpacking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which was fun. Uh, I believe on one occasion I even brought a backpack off your good self. Oh, goodness me. Those yeah. were the days. Yeah, yeah. I do remember that now that you bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
and I do remember that was quite comfortable. And uh, yeah, no, mainly just backpacked, uh, trained, and uh, stayed in hostels. And how did you find the planning of that? Was that did you do a lot of planning, or did you just sort of say, "Let's fly to Rome and we'll work it out from there"? No, I was more plan based. I'd have my route where I wanted to go, and you know, based on you know, of course, you had to sort of base it on cost. Back in 1997, you sort of had to base it on like. Geez, what's the currency of this country? I mean, there was no euro back then. That's right. Well, the lot, the only the really the first trip that I did to Europe was there the joy of of, of a gazillion currencies, and that was '99. So I think the euro must have come in about yeah. 2000, 2001. Would that be right? I don't know. I'm only guessing. Yeah, but I just around there. Yeah. I just know by the next time that I headed to Europe, which would have been 2004, it was it was euro everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yes, so there was a lot of exchanging, but um, I remember I did it mostly with ATMs. Um, so where did you hit in 2007? 2007 was uh, America, and oh, the only thing I, well, I have to go, once we're planning to go back next year to get to do all the side countries around America. Um, side countries? Well, ones I want to get to, like Cal, I want to see Canada and Mexico and Cuba, which the US has just announced their opening flights to. Well, that's right. They've just opened up, haven't they? Yeah. Their relations have finally thawed. And, um, it's only taken 50 years. And so, I mean, that'll be oh. great for American travellers, if there are any American travellers out there listening to this. Yeah. That you'll actually finally be able to take a trip to Cuba without being blacklisted and destroyed by the CIA. Yeah, and yeah. That was generally what happened. Yeah, or, well, you know, and don't still don't try and smuggle any guns back from Cuba or, you know. Does this mean that cigars will be legal though? Cuban cigars will be legal yeah. in the States? Yeah, they will. Imagine that. The whole black market, the, whole, can, the bottom's just fallen out of that black market completely. It's sort of buy them online anyway. It's sort of not really a black market. It's more a grey market. Well, here we can, but in America, oh, they wouldn't be allowed to re- receive yeah. posts from Cuba, probably. Probably have to yeah, go via a third, a third country or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it sounds good. It's, um, I think, probably best to go sooner rather than later before it becomes uh, too touristy see the real Cuba for what it is I've had a few friends that have gone to Cuba and said it's fantastic so in uh, fact let's um, let's have a look at America then because we you know, on the podcast we've covered a number of countries yeah, yeah. we haven't really talked about America much um, uh, from a non-American perspective I had a couple of Americans on the podcast but um, from a non-American perspective so were they only saying America? Like, you know, saying the word America? Yeah, well, well that's, um... They, they're Americans in Japan, so... Oh, Americans in Japan. I said America, America, Japan, America. Um, <laughs> basically. Um, so, what were the highlights for you for America, then? Uh, America, uh, the highlight for me... Well, actually, one of the big highlights was the fact that the people over there are nowhere near as obnoxious and... Um, nasty as they appear in the movies say for instance Ben Stiller the amount yeah for instance the amount of movies you have, yeah another one um you mentioned Ben Stiller didn't you Ben Stiller um yeah the amount of times uh, movies you've seen set in New York when I actually got there I found that they were totally unlike their screen images in the cinema they were just very nice very welcome people um, well, I, look, I, I totally got shouted drinks 
Did you go to Texas? I didn't get to Texas, no. People were very, very friendly in Texas. Um, and I, sorry to suddenly sidetrack and no, own no, a no. story. Um, I went to a gun show in Texas. A gun show? I, I just feel like it was one of the things you had to do. I mean... Was it like, like the arms or actual guns? No, they were guns. No, they were guns. guns. The whole sort of shed, like, like, a, like an exhibition hall size shed, full of guns uh you know and they're selling them and um i had an american friend there and i said do you think i'll be able to take photos and she said oh i don't know but in the end i just went up and asked people you know if i could take photos of the guns people holding the guns they said yeah sure so um my guy was fucking up saying yeah Mm, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, I found I actually found the people in in Texas to be extremely friendly, and you know, looking out for ways of of showing around and things like that. So, um, I don't know so much about New York, because um, there's a lot of hustle and bustle, and there's a bit of hustle and bustle, but there's uh, yeah, most people as well. Um, had the same experience in in LA, um, and I don't know, maybe it's the Aussie accent or something, that, um, but they seem to be more open to Australians uh, in my book. They certainly went out of their way to buy your drinks and stuff like that, which I thought was interesting. Um, but it was, yeah, it was just an all-round sort of pleasant experience. So what were your highlights? What are the highlights, do you think, of what, what you've seen in uh, the US of A? Uh, the highlights? Um... Go to San Francisco, Alcatraz. Going around Alcatraz, that was fantastic. Very spooky. Uh, I also found uh, like the aforementioned New York itself was really good. Just actually seeing all those landmarks the first time, um, and also trying to navigate Central Park. Oh, and finding the cafe that was in the uh, in Seinfeld. Ah. Um, and also seeing where John Lennon was uh, unfortunately shot. Um, or was it fortunately? I don't know. Uh, but um, that were that were some of the highlights. I'd also say uh, LA, seeing Grandma's Chinese Theatre, just being a huge movie buff, seeing that for the first time, and actually by just total coincidence being there on the day or on the night in town when they were having a uh, movie premiere. And so the movie was the movie was Ocean's Thirteen. And so, hence it had George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. Matt Damon! Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it's an impulse. It's an impulse. <laughs> and Angelina Jolie all coming up to the bleachers. And I was one of the many that were shoved to the front row. Shoved? Oh, shoved. Yeah, well, actually, Damn, you go we the last, closer to Angelina. We were the last people to get up there. But we ended up thinking, oh, well, for the last people going up to the bleachers, we'll be at the back. And they know the last people went out at the front. And so we got to meet. We got to actually sort of shake hands and everything with George Clooney and wow. all these other big bonds. Angelina Jolie? No, she didn't shake hands. What did she do? Um, she just looked very thin. Painfully thin, like, like undernourished. That was a bit disappointing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, she should eat more. She probably, Hopefully she has in the last eight years. <laughs> Uh, well, she probably would have eaten more in the last eight years, but... Yeah, yeah. yeah. If she hasn't eaten in the last eight years, it'd be a miracle that she's still alive. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um, so you were caught up in the glitz and glamour of the Hollywood scene? The glitz and glamour of Hollywood. Um, how about... Um, 
How about Disneyland? Did you go to Disneyland? No, we didn't want to go to Disneyland for some reason. It. Um, I went to Disneyland. It felt like yeah, I don't know. I just didn't want to do too many things. Did get to Universal Studios though? I, I did both. Yeah. I did both. That was my that was my LA experience. I arrived in LA. Um, I hung around Hollywood Boulevard for the first day, and then I went to Disneyland. Then I went to the other one that we did, Universal Studios, uh, and then I flew home the next, in fact, that night. That was the end of my night for the very first round the world trip. So I had started, I mean, from Australia, we generally start uh, in Asia and yeah. work, work our way across to Europe and Africa, if you feel like it, Yeah. Uh, and then do America as, as the last section yeah. and fly home. Um, so, but uh, so you've sort of you've done all those sort of parts of the world, but not in one trip. Yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. Mine's a around the world trip, but it's taking it'll take about four attempts to complete to it. get all the different parts. Plus, you keep going back to countries that you feel like you really liked. Well, of course you do, and so I guess after twenty seventeen, there'll be. 2027, where you'll be heading for a six-month trip to Antarctica. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And Iceland. <laughs> you do know they're not just, very close to each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we'll just do Hemispherically the, speaking. We'll do the poles, you know. Pole to pole. Pole to pole, you know. Uh, see if it works without Michael Palin. Pole to pole. Mm. Uh, but, oh, yeah, I don't know. It works yeah, better in Poland. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Poland, to go back to Poland again would be nice and complete all the things we didn't get to do there. Very nice country. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I didn't get to see the... Um, what are your European highlights, country-wise? Mm, highlights? Um, well, one, one of the countries there I felt very at home in, and uh, you probably experienced this, like some countries you gel with, some you don't, some you just walk in and you go, wow, this feels so much like home, I can live here. And one of them was uh, Budapest. Um, good old Hungary. Got there and it's just, I don't know why, it just felt feels like a very relaxing like, country. Feels like suburban Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Feels like St Kilda. No, that's not humorous. Uh, yeah. Feels like... Fitzroy? Bentley. Let's just say. Bentley. Yeah, well, Not so much Bentley East where we were recording we're, from, but Bentley. <laughs> I thought we were filming for Budapest, actually. It's uncanny, is It's amazing. Unbelievable. Well, there are catacombs under the house. You've got that giant green bridge out in front of your place. Well, yeah, and there's that beautiful cathedral, not to mention just down the road, plenty of hot thermal baths. Yeah. It is uncannily like Budapest. Yeah. And you've got that old castle as well. So how long did you spend in the States? In the States, I was there for about a month, month, five weeks. Now, how did you find that time-wise? Did you think, did you feel that was a, that was a good amount of time to be there? Would you like longer? Uh, I would have liked longer. I would have probably liked, you know, I probably should have, on that trip, not tried to do, I only had 13 weeks, and trying to do America and all of Eastern Europe was going to be tough. Oh, okay. You, so you did, so that was, it sort of was a round-the-world trip, because you did That was, Europe. yeah, that, that was that the, the big around-the-world trip, yeah. yeah I did. And how did you go about booking that? Did you book flight to here, flight to there, flight to there, or did you did you get a, a, a fare that took you on that, oh, yeah, Melbourne yeah. around the world? That's what I was talking about. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah, I totally misconstrued that. Um, yeah, no, was, um, I did actually buy a ticket, I suppose, yeah, going from here to wherever it was. I think I went to... 
stopped off in Indonesia and went to, oh no, no, Fiji, sorry Fiji, I went to Fiji first, then on to America, and then I had the ticket coming out of uh, Europe and Thailand on the way back. So, and there was little things I changed uh, in the middle, but yeah, I had the, yeah, the So this is, well, this is a basic sort of round the world fare. Um, sounds like, did you use uh, Fijian Airlines? Formerly Air Pacific? Uh, could have, could have done, yeah, yeah. Sounds like it, if yeah, you went yeah. via Fiji. Yeah, you probably yeah. did, yeah. I can't remember who they're tied in with. They might be tied in with um, KLM, I think, actually. That was their, oh, right. their fare. Um, but of course, I mean, this is the economical way to do it, isn't mm. it? Yeah, well, yeah. Well, it used to be far more economical. Um, I remember my first trip was something like 38,000 miles. Uh, via Star Alliance and that was I think it was 3200 Australian dollars before tax and that was about $600 wow. of tax in that as well of course even tax has gone up now so, yeah, yeah. so even if you still had a similar fare you're probably, you're probably looking at another grand at least I would say yeah, but yeah. I don't even know if you can do what I did back then but um, I did I think it was 32 individual flights wow. um, and that took in Two stops in Asia, multiple stops in Europe, including Iceland, Stockholm, yeah. London, Munich, um, St. Petersburg. Yeah. Uh, and then, well, again, multiple stops in North America, which was very, very fleeting because I'd ran out of money. Oh, but I yeah. still wanted to see it, so I just went, uh, I went to New York, Boston, Toronto, Los Angeles. Oh, that's, right, all right. that's all I did, and that was about three or four, three and a half weeks, I think. Okay, um, okay. And I actually, I actually curtailed the trip. I had a really flexible ticket. Okay, um, okay. And I curtailed the trip when I was in New York. I think I went to the United Airlines office, who passed who passed our Alliance, and they um, the old paper ticket. And they, yeah. Because yeah. I had after Toronto, I had all these. I had a couple of stops. I had Chicago and Austin, Texas, and stuff, and so and there were I think multiple flights in there, and they just stapled all the pages together, and made it one flight from Toronto to Los Angeles, and there was no fee charged or anything. Oh right. Of course, these days I don't think they'd do that. Oh yeah, you just be up for a hundred dollars for each chain. Well, you know, like when you book with a, especially a budget airline, um, and you, um and you get to the end of the booking, and then all of a sudden there's a credit card fee for $25. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The most frustrating thing about booking tickets online, but this usually happens with Jetstar Air Asia, it doesn't usually happen if you book a Qantas flight. They don't. Yeah, they don't don't do that, But if you are doing um, a cheap cheapo, then this happens, and then it's like $25 to use your credit card. I was just like, well, I could try shoving cash into my computer, but that doesn't really work. So I don't, like, when that's the only option of how you get to pay. Yeah, 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 um, it's, it's pretty cheeky. They're actually, it's, you know, um, it's, it's very close to being banned now, though, in Australia. Banned or, or minimized only, or something. The only country to I do I mean, that. I booked tickets online for the movies the other day, and I got a $10 booking fee. Yeah, what's that for? What, because it went through their system? They get a fee? You don't get a fee for service. Yeah. And you think figure that costs the company a lot more than maintaining a exactly. website. Well, don't say that. They'll be starting out, you know, here's your popcorn, that's $10 plus an extra $5 because I got it out of the thing again. Exactly, yeah. 
goodness. So let's let's imagine, okay, let's let's take your your travel experiences from Asia, from Europe and America, right? Mm-hmm. And let's design let's design a, um, using places that you've been. Yeah, yeah. Around the world trip that say let's say a six month trip. All right, all right. If you're fortunate enough to be able to, and we're old farts and we probably can't get away for that long ever again. Yeah, true. Um, but you know, when Especially you're not without the wives. <laughs> when you're young and you're in uh, and you're in your twenties, and um, you know, you just go, I'll take a year off uni, or I'll, you yeah. know, you just work for a few years and then you go, okay, I quit. Yeah. And then you go off for a year and um, go around the world. And then you come home, and the best thing about round the world trips is when you come home and you want to tell everyone about it, and they just couldn't care less. Did you that happen to you? No. Uh, they show they show they show a courtesy interest for a little bit, and it's like, well, actually, I've got a life to go on with, but thanks. No, but I've got seven thousand two hundred and forty-two photos to show you. I did have, uh, you know, maybe a couple of friends did that, but I had the equal amount that were like, oh, I know, tell us more, tell us more. Ah, that's why I keep the blog. I can read the blog. <laughs> I, I now get home and I'm like, I had a good time. Read my blog. <laughs> <laughs> what would you I'll, say... I'll start telling people that, even though I don't have a blog. So what should we say? We've got six months. Let's, let's, let's design an itinerary. Six months, all right. Um... Which, which way around the world do you think is the best way to go? Um, I, th- I personally think I wouldn't go the way that you did. I would go the other way. I would go, I would go Asia, Europe. Oh, I, mean, I, did, that, I did that on the, uh, the 09 trip, because that was the other, you know, the other mini trip. Well, I wasn't mini really, I was far away for seven weeks. But that was, I did that that way. I went through Asia, stopping in Singapore, to Europe, and back again the same way. So uh, that would be my preference, and that's because of it, jet lag doesn't hit you as badly that way. Yeah, I yeah, believe. yeah, yeah, exactly. I believe, and that's when I talk to people, that's been their experiences too. And I, I always advocate stop over in Asia at least a couple of nights, get your breath before going into the next leg of the flight. I totally agree with you. However, I did once fly direct to Stockholm, well, with a with a with a two hour stopover to Stockholm. And because of, you know, where Australia is in the world, I left at 1am at night mm-hmm. and I arrived at 3pm the same day in Stockholm. Okay, I had a little bit of a sleep at the start of the flight. Yeah. Um, I was pretty out of it. I went to the hostel. I went out and got some dinner. I went to bed at 8pm, fell right asleep because I was hacked. Woke up at a, about 12 or 13 hours later and I had no jet lag. Yeah. But that's the way, that's, that's a bit yeah. of luck, and you've got to get the right flights leaving at the right times. But I actually advocate, especially if you're going direct to Europe, and yeah, you're not yeah. having a, a few days in Asia or longer, yeah, um, yeah. that try and catch a really early, this is only for, from Australia, of course, but catch a really early morning flight, like 12, yeah, 1 yeah. o'clock, and you'll, you'll already be tired, and with a bit of luck, you will be able to sleep on the flight. Oh, that's a problem. I have a problem sleeping on planes. Yeah, um, me too, generally. Just... That one, it just worked. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, because I, I can still remember the one when it was taking off. I did get the 1am flight, and um, I did try all manner of ways to get to sleep, and I think the most I managed was a slight doze, but the, the heavy vibration of the plane always sort of somehow keeps me conscious. I hope you found today's discussion interesting. 
uh, next week. We'll be back with part two of that one. Don't forget, you can catch me on the blog, andysworldjourneys.com. You can catch me uh, at worldjourneys75 on Twitter. You can find Andy's World Journeys on Facebook as well. And I think I'm even there somewhere on Google+, Plus, but I don't use Google Plus that much. Uh, Anyways, have a safe week. Uh, We'll see you next week. Take care. And of course, may the journey never end.